Hello and welcome to the Rivals podcast. We are back with another episode. It's been a little while since we last recorded an episode and I'm joined as always by Cambridge who is a slightly less happy Arsenal fan than he was last time we recorded. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm less happy. We're still top of the league, but um, but yeah, we had a, we 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 got had a little minor setback, but that's that's fine. We'll get to that. But uh, but how are you, Dan? I'm, I'm I'm guessing you're still a happy Tottenham fan. I am absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much for asking. Well, I've had some happy happy fixtures, um, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Obviously, there were no Premier League games this weekend. We're recording this on the 11th of September, um, but we're going to talk about the games that there were. Previous to this, because we haven't spoken about those yet. Um, we'll start with Tottenham's, just because they were a bit more boring, a bit more routine. We played Fulham at home. Again, not the most interesting game. Yeah, couple of goals. Mitrovic got one as well. Hugo Lloris showed that he was still one of the best keepers in the league. Richarlison burst onto the scene, to use the Michael Richards term. Um, and he was just absolutely fantastic in his first start for the club. And yeah, I couldn't, couldn't say much more, really. I was there in the stands. and Great game. Yeah, no, I, I don't, like I said, you know, Fulham have proven us all a bit, a bit wrong. Uh, I, I said it last week, I'll say it again. They've, they've proven us wrong in the fact that they can actually compete with the top clubs. Like you said, didn't really give you much of a game. Um, but again, Mitrovic, you know, he's 27. I would not be surprised if he gets picked up by, you know, like a, even a mid-table, a mid-table um, Premier League team uh, at this rate. You know, he's yeah, banging I mean, This in. is the first time that he's really... Go on. He's he's banging in all sorts of goals. Honestly, I, I don't even know what goal tally he's at right now. Um, but he's he yeah. I, if I feel like he scores every game, so you know if he keeps going, could be an interesting thing. He's at six at the moment. He scored more than Harry Kane this season. Um, it's the first season that he's really come into the Prem and actually looked like a good striker. Normally he does it in the Championship. Comes to the Prem and he's absolute crap. Whereas this season, he's he's quality. Oh, so he's six in six then. That's really good. That's brilliant. Very impressive. Behind Haaland and ahead of Kane. That is pretty good. But um, obviously, I'm 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 guessing you want to talk about the Champions League now, don't you? Oh, I'd love to. Watching Tottenham on a Wednesday night. I was there watching Tottenham on a Wednesday night. Great atmosphere under the lights at the lane, which isn't actually the lane, but everyone still calls it the lane. Um terrible game for the first 70 minutes absolutely atrocious um this you know we just couldn't really break marseille down they didn't really try and break us down um they did have a man sent off rightfully uh just at the start of the second half which did change the game slightly it took us a little while to capitalize on it kulisevsky came on in about the 70 65th minute completely changed it um and yeah, you know, Richarlison double, what a way to introduce yourself in the Champions League. I'm struggling to understand quite how much I love that man. I wasn't hyped by his signing. I said on here, I was like, uh, but what a signing that's proven to be. And yeah, happy days, 2-0 win, start the Champions League. Can't really complain. Yeah, no, to be fair, I can't really fault you. Um, I stand by my hatred of Richarlison. I stand by it. I don't care how many goals he scores. Still don't like the man. Um but yeah, it was it was kind of it was annoying to see you uh, get off to a semi decent start. But I'm I'm still guessing you're not going to make it far, to be honest. 
Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I got absolutely drenched in the queue for the train after the game. Yes. Um, oh no, I can complain about something. There was the worst decision when it comes to a corner or a goal kick that I can think of in recent history. Corner comes in, they cleared that. We then put the second ball in, headed headed over his own goal by one of the Marseille defenders. The referee gives a goal kick, and you know I was baffled by that. Son sort of went up to him and said, "Well, that was a that was a clear corner." The referee books him, but. He lost the plot a bit, the ref, after the red card. I feel, feel like he needed to even it out in his own mind, which is quite how football works. But we move, I mean, we won. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just watching it now on my on my phone, and it's 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 pretty laughable. <laughs> it's pretty even Shocking. even without even without any sort of like motion replay or you know anything to help you out. It's pretty clear that that's that's not the decision he should have made. Um. But anyway, we'll we'll get on to my games quickly, shall we? I mean, we played played Aston Villa. Uh, let me just find the game. I had notes on it. Yeah, played Aston Villa two one uh, at home. Nothing really much to report. Again, you know, we're we're doing. I'll say it this week. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Um, we're doing well against, you know mid to low level teams and that's where you want to pick up the majority of your wins you know if if you drop the ball against you know one of the big six like like we did later in the week um then it's fine because you know you've you've built that sort of gap against the uh against the lower clubs but i'm guessing dan you want me to move on to manchester don't you, you please want... do yes yeah. talk about man united now yeah. i feel like this loss you i asked you this and you said it didn't but i feel like this loss has hurt you more than a north london derby loss would just because of your no. hatred for man united no way no way you said you'd rather see united relegated than us relegated yeah but to be honest i think that i i said i was nervous heading into this game because I feel like it's going to be, the, with the current state Manchester United are in, I feel like it's going to be really hard for any team to win at Old Trafford this year. Just because I feel like the club is very much, well, the, the fans are very much behind the club at the moment. There's no sort of like, you know, since since they demolished Liverpool, they've really got back behind the club. And I feel like, you know, going to Old Trafford is a very hostile environment. Uh, and we're still a young team. We're still a young team. We're not very experienced. You know, we're still, even though we've got off to an absolutely amazing start, we're still very green. So heading head in there in a very hostile environment, it was always going to be very difficult to grab a win. Um, the first goal should have been given. That wasn't a foul. I'm, I'm sorry, I'll stand by that. Odegaard did, that was not a foul. I feel like referees just do not allow any like movement in in the play anymore there's just no physicality allowed between any player i mean i'm taking a slightly different approach to it i think it was a foul but i think it was personally i feel like it's too far before the goal to go back like i know it wasn't that far but if you're going to go back to things that happen in the middle of the pitch unless someone like two foots him in his head yeah different clearly disallow the goal but it's a different phase of play that you've scored from. And it's like, do you need to go back that far? Don't get me wrong at the time. I was sat watching the TV. I was like, that's clearly a foul. Yeah, rule that out. Rule that out. Yeah. But, but no, I yeah. just, yeah, I feel I feel like it should have been given. But at the end of the day, I don't think it would have changed um, the outcome of the game too much, to be honest. I feel like it was a very, you know, the early goal certainly settled us a little bit. But after that was ruled out, it was very back and forth. Um, 
yeah, and then we kind of just fell apart really in the uh, in the second half. But stuff to be learned, you know, lessons to learn. So, like I said, we're very young, so we will we'll move forward from there. There's no rants this week. I'm not going to rant. Um, not but, even about Arteta's substitution choices. No, do you know what? In a game like that, at this early in the season, why not? Why not? I, you know, I, I see people on Twitter blowing up about it, but why? Not? Like honestly, it, we're six games in. We're six games in. We're still a point above Manchester City. You know, if you're going to make dodgy substitutions, now is the time to make them. <laughs> As long as he learns from the mistake. That's yeah. all I'll say. If he doesn't learn from the mistake, that's a shambles. Um, but you've played again since you played in the Europa League. I didn't even Sorry. watch Mario. <laughs> I didn't funny. even watch. <laughs> you do- oh, why? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Europa League, especially the group stage. I feel like, I feel like I'll connect with a lot of people over this. No matter who you support, like I'm a very big Arsenal fan, all right? Hence me doing this podcast. But, you know, the Europa League group stage, there's no real buzz in it. You know what I mean? Unless unless you lose, there's no real buzz in it. Because if you win, you're like, okay, well, you should have won that game anyway. But, you know, you against Marseille in the Champions League, you know, that is a kind of a game, isn't it? Because that's like a an okay French side against an okay Premier League side. So it's kind of, (laughs) so it's kind of fair. But if you're, you know, if you're Arsenal, you know, uh, the the best Premier League side in in the Prem right now, anyone you play in the Europa League is below you. So I don't see the point. I don't really see the point in watching, especially the group stage games. Yeah, but I, I watched when we played, oh, who was it? Morecambe in the FA Cup. Like you've got yeah, to watch all of no, them, man. FA Cup is different. FA Cup is different. Because Morecambe, you can because we're both we're both English, we're both English lads. I've I've seen Morecambe on a map. I've seen how much of a shithole it is. So watching them give Spurs a game is quite funny. <laughs> We, were, we we nearly lost that, um, yeah. but we won't dwell on that. But you, I don't want to say should, but you could quite easily win the Europa League. It's oh no, possible. no, no, don't no. We should win Europa League. We should win Europa League. Every time we've been in Europa League, we should win it. That's that's the difference. But, but you know, you don't win it. We don't win it. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, but yeah, I guess. I mean, every every time we kind of do well in it, there's there's either like another Premier League side that does equally as well and beats us four one and or four nil in a final. So you know, it's yeah, it is what it is. When but, was your last European run? I actually don't. I'm not like saying this in the. I'm genuinely asking. I don't remember your last sort of memorable European run. My last memorable one was when uh, I forget the year twenty. 19, maybe 2019, when we played Chelsea in the Europa League final. Hazard's last last year at Chelsea. Okay. That was our last. That was, I don't know if that was 2019 or 2018 off the top of my head, but, but yeah, that was our last memorable one run in the Europa League. And that's probably the last time I watched us in the Europa League, to be honest. (laughs) What happened Um, last year? 
we didn't make it, I think. I don't think there was even play in Europa League last year. Oh, were you, were you not in Europe? <laughs> yeah, we didn't even play, I think. Oh, God. Okay. Well, it's the process, man. the Champions League this year. It's the process. It's How the long process. is this process? It's a long process. All right, look, Dan, I'm not going to get on you about processes. All right, you've been, you haven't even begun your process yet. At least we've won something and begun a process. You've won nothing and have been stuck in the same loop of, of just bringing in a big manager, buying a bunch of players you don't need, it fucking up, and then you starting again. Yeah, but when did you last finish above us? I can't remember. I can't exactly. Remember. <laughs> You're right. So it's working somehow. But how many Premier League titles have you got, Dan? How many, how many Premier League titles have you got? Got, we got a couple None. of Division One titles. None. Division One titles don't count. I'm sorry, they don't count. Uh, uh, well, I like to think they do. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you keep living in dreamland, and we'll move on. Okie dokie. Right. Moving on from <laughs> Arsenal and Spurs, uh, we have our second manager sacking of the season, and I don't think this is one that anyone could have seen coming. T- Thomas Tuchel is gone, no. and I am very shocked. Honestly, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I don't really understand what they're thinking there, to be honest. No, no. Have they just brought a new owner in and gone, yeah, do what you want? Is that is that what they've done? Is that what they, they haven't really briefed him on what he's brought that club? They haven't really, you know, you know, he he came in last minute notice and won them a Champions League. Not every manager can do that. No, no managers can do that. Mm. But then again, this owner has come in and suggested a four-four-three formation to Tuchel. So I think that says it all, really, doesn't it? But do you know what? I, do you know what I will rant about? To be honest, is the fact that owners shouldn't get involved in managerial stuff. They shouldn't. It shouldn't be. It's not their job. You know, their job is to run the business side of the football club. You know, if you know, if you're, it's a weird example. But if you're the manager at Tesco, all right. If you're the manager at your local Tesco, you know how that Tesco works. Right, you know how how the stocks, you know how you know you know how you know the customers like you know the shelves stocked. You know you know the regulars that come in every day. You know you know you, you know the staff well. If the owner of Tesco came down and started saying, "No, this needs changing. This needs change," no, 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 no. And then and then if he makes all these changes, and then you know the the profits fall because of the changes he's made. And then he fires you. That's exactly what's happened to Thomas Tuchel. That is exactly what what has happened at Chelsea. Um, yeah, interesting way of putting it. But I suppose you're not that it's far. It's a roundabout way of saying it. I understand that. I'm not. I'm not very good at my word with my words at eight twenty-five on a Sunday evening. But I feel like my point was made. No, I, I know what you mean. Um, they've obviously appointed Graham Potter. I think. I think that's a decent appointment. I think Bowley is gonna work with Potter and try and keep him at the club for several, several years, longer than Tuchel anyway. But I don't know. It's a downgraded manager, let's be real, at he's the moment. He's going to be shite. He's going to be awful. He's literally, he's, he's, he's done decently. Actually, not decently. He's done well at Brighton. And, you know, he's literally, the owners just looks at the results, gone, who's some of the top performing managers in the Premier League right now? They've given him a short list. He's gone, okay, he's he's middle ground in terms of how expensive he is. Let's just take him. He won't he honestly he'll be shite. I don't I, I have no no belief that Chelsea will do any better 
under Potter? I think he sacked Tuchel, not because Tuchel deserved sacking. I think he sacked Tuchel because he wanted Potter before someone else beat him to it. But, like, United aren't going to go for him. They've just appointed Ten Hag. Seems like you're going to stick with Arteta until, like, the year 3000. Conte's not going anywhere this season, at least. You may as well have given Tuchel some time to... Like, yeah, if you get to near the end of the season, you're, like, seventh, sixth or seventh, fair, then you can sack him. But this is just yeah. ridiculous. Like, if Liverpool sacked Klopp, the outrage would be horrendous. And I feel like it's kind of the same level. Yeah, I feel, I feel like people, like you said, people just didn't see it coming. People had no idea that he, his job was even on the ropes. So I, I'd, I'd hate to be, I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of that conversation he had to like phone call that Tuchel picked up. But, um, but yeah, shocking. I saw it on Twitter and I literally thought it was one of those parody accounts. Yeah, <laughs> that tweets like joke things. I was like, <laughs> yeah, nearly fell for that one. And then I was like, hang on, that's got a lot of likes for a parody account. Yeah. Double checked it. I was like, oh god, wow, okay. Yeah, it's it yeah. is a bit, it is a bit mental. But um, but yeah, he's gone. Very and, and yeah, I, I'm not really sure where he's going to go. Like you said, I've I feel like he's going to have to take a sabbatical until something pops up. Yeah, I don't think it will be a prem job. I reckon he'll go abroad. Somewhere. Who knows where? Um, what else should we talk about? Let's talk about Liverpool. They had a stinker midweek. An absolute I mean, stinker against Napoli. <laughs> yeah, it was funny though. I don't live in Liverpool anymore. I've moved to Leeds. So it's actually quite it's quite funny kind of going into the city and seeing the complete lack of energy now <laughs> from the fact there's a lot less people wearing Liverpool shirts in Liverpool now. I don't know, I don't know if you know that. But um, but yeah, yeah what a well. stinker. They, they drew to Everton in the Merseyside derby. They were lucky not to lose that. And then they've gone and got absolutely slaughtered in Europe. It's like, you know, by that logic, sack Klopp if we're yeah. going along the Chelsea yeah. way. He's been arguably worse this season. Oh, 100%. 100%. If if the Liverpool board actually, well, you know, if 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 they were running a similar manner to the thing, I, I'd get rid of, I'd get rid of Klopp and put Tuchel in just to see what happens. <laughs> just to see. That would be quite funny. Just go look, Jurgen. We're gonna we're gonna sack you until the end of the year. Bring in Tuchel and just see if there's a difference. Because you're yeah. what they are. They're shite at the moment, Liverpool. They they can't get any. To be honest. I, what you said about Everton, I don't think is particularly fair. I feel like, if anything, Liverpool should have won that game. But Chances, Pickford, yeah, but Everton no, did have the ball in the net. Pickford were at, Pickford was on another level. He was absolutely he was absolutely insane. I was I was talking to someone about this. I forget who, um, but Pickford every now and then has those games where you're like, ah, okay. That's why you're England's number one. Like that's why Gareth Southgate has you in that number one shirt. Because the rest of the time he is arse. He is arse for Everton. He's awful. But then he has one of those games. Great playing for Everton. Like you. I mean, yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not going to look great. But he's just. But you know, he he earned he earned that point all by himself in that in that in that in that derby. So um, so yeah. He can stay England's number one for as long as he likes at the moment in my book. Ooh, that's coming from someone that likes Alan Ramsdale. <laughs> um, 
I also want to talk about Bournemouth. AFC Bournemouth, still managerless, still got Gary O'Neill in, 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 in uh, uh, easy for me to say, in interim charge. Um, but they did a madness last weekend. They, they were did. playing Forest, 2-0 down, half-time, 3-2 at full-time. Bournemouth don't do that. It was a brilliant... That's not a Bournemouth thing to do. It was a brilliant comeback. I actually, I caught, I think I caught this on Match of the Day. And, uh, and because I really don't give a fuck about what happens to Bournemouth, I, wa- I watched the highlights and didn't know what happened. Um, offended. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was a brilliant game, fantastic, and a, and a very well deserved win. And it's the win they needed, I think. It's a it's a massive it's win that they needed um, against another relegation side. So so yeah, yeah. Those three points are ridiculously enormous. Dominic Solanke had a brilliant game. You know, he had such a good season last season in the Championship. Came to the Prem, wasn't really doing it. I was thinking, oh no, is he caught Mitrovic disease kind of thing. But he had a brilliant game. And I think Jaden Anthony deserves that winner. Jaden yeah. Anthony deserves that winner. The, the Bournemouth fans deserve that winner for travelling all that way to see their team get battered in the first half. And, you know, Scott Parker in the media, before he got sacked, he was like, the players are just lacking something. You know, my players are lacking something. And the, my, the owner was like, stop slagging off my players. Goodbye. <laughs> Gary O'Neill's come in. He's been like, no, these players are good. Amazingly, they've then come back three goals in one half of football at a tough place to go to the city ground. Like, I was really happy for them. I missed the whole game because I was at Tottenham and I just saw the result and I was like, wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Brilliant, brilliant game. Very happy. Um, <laughs> Bit of a rogue news story here. Diego Costa <laughs> seems to be heading to Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> where the hell has that come yeah. from? Well, there's a similar one where... Obviously, Diego Costa, he's, he, I'm not really sure. He kind of disappeared, didn't he? He kind of disappeared. There's a, like a big blank spot where I'm not really sure what he did for kind of three or four years. I, I, I remember him being at Atletico and then there's the big gap in between. I think, he, well, he did a spell at Chelsea, didn't he, as well? He did a spell at Chelsea. And now, and then there was a big gap and now he's just reappeared at Wolves. <laughs> he's just, he's just popped back up. I mean, did he fail his medical? No, what was it? Uh, work visa. He couldn't get a work yeah. visa. Um, and now, yeah, and now he's coming to Wolves. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I really don't know where that came from, to be honest. Um, I think he's quite a good signing for Wolves, though. Oh, well, well, Jimenez, who's pretty injury prone, but he might be a bit washed, but he's still a very good player. Oh, I, th- I think he'll still score. Yeah, I think he'll still score 10 plus goals a season for him. Cause simply because he's Diego Costa. Yeah. It's just kind of rule, the rules, isn't it? You know, yeah. Diego Costa just pops up and scores a goal every now and then. Yeah, you know, he'll he'll easily score ten plus goals a season. Easily. Like and he won't even he won't even try and he'll score ten plus goals a season. Um but yeah, other than that, he'll be pretty meh. I mean wolves don't create that many chances, so it might not be that easy for him. Well, they take they create 10, 10 chances a season. <laughs> that's that's all he needs. <laughs> that's all he needs. They just about create ten, and he and he'll, he'll that's all they need to just knock them in. If they get them to win every now and then, it's a good sign, isn't it? So, but yeah, that's true. And there, wasn't there another one? There was another weird. I can't remember the exact club, but Marcelo. Um. Yeah. Well, he was linked with Leicester, really Leicester. randomly, wasn't he? It was Leicester. Yeah. Um, which is another weird thing. I feel like a lot of old, kind of older Spanish, Brazilian, like old legends of football 
are deciding to just come to the Premier League for a bit for the last for the last hurrah, just because it's yeah. But Leicester, they got one point from six games. <laughs> I mean, play him up front. Just play. I reckon he's going there just to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll play up front. I'll play anywhere. Yeah, play, the Marcelo Vardy link up. Yeah. He's actually signed with Olympiacos, so it's not happening. But it was yeah. fun to dream. It would be funny. It would be good. It though. would be hilarious. Andy Carroll's back. He's going Reading now as well. Just another another sort of random transfer. <laughs> They're just lovely. They're just little names that pop up every now and then, aren't they? They just, yeah. they, you just, they just, dis- they disappear for a while and they come back and they make you smile. So that's all good. I feel like Giroud and Morata like sum that up perfectly. They're both doing all right at the moment, but they just move from big club to big club. Their trophy list is unbelievable, yeah. but they never really do much while they're there. No, no they're they're not going to be in the football hall of fame, are they? But they are, yeah, like you said, big trophy winners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, City as well. I meant to mention this when we were talking about the fixtures, but I completely forgot. Uh, drop points to Villa, which is quite a blow for City. You know, we say if you want to win the title, the other games you've got to win. We haven't lost any that we've got to win yet. You haven't lost any that you've got to win yet, because I wouldn't count United in that bracket. C- City have dropped points, which is rare for City. Yeah, I, I I did see a little little bit of this game, and... Yeah, they looked a bit lacklustre, to be honest, City. Like, I, I think we saw the same thing against uh, Newcastle, didn't we? Where they kind of switch off um, every now and then. So it's going to be interesting to see when they come up against kind of a, another big club. I, I, to be honest, I, I'm not sure who's going to give them a run for their money in the big six. I feel like they'll run through the big six, but I feel like they have a tendency to switch off against smaller clubs, which is where they'll drop the majority of their points. Um, they did drop six to us last season, though. I mean, yeah, but, you know, they probably played reserves, didn't they? No. First 11, mate. We're just too good. Um, <laughs> no. We would have played them yesterday, <laughs> but for obvious reasons, those games were cancelled. Um, yeah. But it will be interesting because, yeah. you know, our styles of play are very different, us and cities, in terms of they want to do all the attacking and we're happy to just sit back and let them come at us and hit them on the counter. So that will be an interesting game whenever that gets yep. sort of rescheduled. Um, there's a bit of a... I don't think this will happen. So I think there will be another Prem uh, games before then. But there is a chance our next Premier League game will be against each other. Oh, really? Yeah. Are we, are we, what, are we seriously taking that big of a gap? If next weeks aren't played, wow. our next Premier League game is 1st yeah, October at your place. Wow. Okay, well, that'll be a decent podcast then, won't it? I'd tune in for that one, anyone that wants to... Unless it's a draw. If it's a draw, then it's going to be quite anticlimactic. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah. It's just, but, um, you know what? But, I yeah. hate the fact that it's a 12.30. I hate that. Why do you hate it? Just put it on 5.30. That's so much better. Like, the, the <laughs> normal under derby, ignore the fact that you can, like, completely messed it up. How good an atmosphere was it in the evening when it really, really mattered to have that game? Like the hype going into it was unbelievable. I mean, twelve thirty yeah. on a Saturday is just not the same. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I get what you mean. Under yeah, the no, lights, you've had all day oh, with yeah. other fixtures, thinking, "Yeah, let's just get these boring ones out of the way." Come on, I want to get to the main event. But like our football weekend's done yeah. by half one or half two, even. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I don't care yeah. now. Like, oh, anyway, yeah, it frustrates no, me. But you're going to lose anyway. I agree, but it will be interesting. It will be interesting because obviously we'll be coming off 
well, we'll both be coming off substantial breaks. Um, and obviously, we're coming off a loss at Man U. Um, but you're you're coming off, you know, two wins against some, you know, not very good sides. So it should be it should be quite interesting. You've won in Europe, though, so it's not like all the momentum's kind of against you, and I'd expect you to win in Europe. I mean, like I said before, though, Dan, like I said before, it's really it doesn't really count to be honest. It really doesn't. As a you know, I've loved Arsenal since I was two. It really does not count when you're winning Europa League group matches. FC Zurich are massive team, huge. Oh, they are. They are just ginormous. You know, and I, 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 if there's any people, if there's any people from Zurich listening to this, don't take offence. All right, you're probably where you, you know, it's probably a big thing where you're from playing Arsenal, but for Arsenal, it's not. It's really not a big thing. So make it easy. I mean, yeah, it was two one, but you know, again. You know, we're like you know, we're like Man City. You know, have a have a day off every now and then. You know, we scrambled scrambled a win, but you know, at least we don't drop points like Liverpool. <laughs> it's, it's fair. It's a win's a win. A win's a win. A win's a win. Um, who have you got this week? Let me scroll across to Thursday. P- PSV. That will be trickier. That will be trickier. Yeah. PSV are a decent yeah. team. No PS. No PSV are actually okay. But um, but again. I expect to win it because it's Europa League. So I'm not I'm not lowering any sort of standards. We should act, we should blow through uh Europa League group stage. So yeah, I'm not going to not going to say any more on that. Who have you got next in your uh, Champions League game? We have got Oh, good question. Oh, um, <laughs> It's sport it's one of the sporting Sporting CP. We got Sporting CP. Um I mean like <laughs> It's a, it's a huge game. Um, got them away five forty-five on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> why would I, Dan? Why would I come in from work? I work from home, by the way. I work from home. Why would I finish work at five and go? Do you know what? I fancy some football. Let's watch Tottenham versus Sporting CP or whatever you say. I don't even know where Sporting CP are from. Where are they from? Portugal. But for that night, do you not turn into a sporting fan? No. Why would I support that? It would just be funny, wouldn't it? No. For you to watch us get battered. No, because you won't get battered, will you? You you can't get battered by sporting CP. They only discovered what football was about 10 years ago. So you can't get battered. You can't. There's no way. And if you do now, I want someone to clip that. I want you to clip that little bit that I just did. And I want you to play it over and over and over and over again as they show the highlights of you getting battered. That would be that would be, sens- that would be a sensational TikTok video. They beat Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, oh, no. Not, uh, three, not, no, 3-0 though. That's what I mean, 3-0. Like, that's quite Frankfurt. convincing. Oh, look, it's the group stages. <laughs> okay, what do you expect? We should breeze this group. And then hopefully have some 2019 star run again. But you just never know with Europe. Well, you would never have thought City would have bottled it with one minute to go against Madrid and look what happened. I mean, yeah. Yeah, to be fair. To be fair. Uh, anyway, <laughs> should we move on? on. Moving swiftly on. Um, I'm trying to think of any other games I want to talk about. There's, there's not well, really. I think there's one more point 
about last week's games, uh, Chelsea West Ham, and I think we have to just touch on. Oh yeah, the final, the final kind of section of that game. Um, Chelsea should have drawn again because that was an absolute joke. Yeah, absolute joke. If you haven't watched it, um, I, 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 I'd say Google the highlights and just and see what you think. Um, but Mendy, basically the Chelsea goalkeeper, came, comes out and basically just throws himself at the ball um, to try and to try and collect it. Miss basically fucks it up and tries to tries to play dead. Basically, he tries to claim going for it. Um, and uh, and then yeah, and you know the I can't remember who it was now. Dan, can you help me with the guy who scored the goal? Um. I don't know who scored. Bowen was the one that went over Mendy. I don't know if he was also the one that scored. I, it might have been him. It might have been him. But anyway, it was it was a great great finish. He just you know cut it across the box. Great finish, and it and it rescued. It should have rescued. Um, a really a really great draw for West Ham because they they definitely that was a back and forth game and they deserved a draw at least. Um. So yeah, for Chelsea for Chelsea to to win that is a bit of a farce in my opinion. It just annoys me because, well, actually, a different point. It annoys me because Chelsea have been so crap and then they always bring out a 10 out of 10 against us. It's really irritating. <laughs> Two, how can you get so many things so wrong when you can literally watch it in front of your eyes yep. at whatever speed you want? Like, don't get me wrong. West Ham had it coming after the decision they got in their favour against us. Don't get me wrong. But it, I like you cannot tell me, I'm not saying you're saying this, but... You cannot say that referees don't make a shocking decision one week and then make a shocking one the next week to level it out. They definitely think like that. They 100%. have to. They have to. I, just, I honestly, I VAR. I think does not. It, it is the most pointless piece of technology that is actually deployed in sport at the moment. It is absolutely useless. It's it, you know on the surface, it's 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 brilliant. On the surface, it's a brilliant bit of kit that, that could actually save football games. But the referees don't fucking use it. I don't, they don't use it properly. When they're supposed to use it, if they make a really dodgy decision, which every ref will do, then VAR is supposed to say, no, 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 you made a dodgy decision. Go back, go check it. And then they make the right decision. They don't. They either walk over the thing, but they're so proud... You know, they're so proud of themselves as a man, you know, referee in a football game, you know, uh, I've got to stick with my decision now because I've just made it in front of millions of people. No, because everyone of the millions of people that have just watched you make that stupid decision can see it's stupid. They can see on in slow motion that you are an idiot. So either use the AR correctly or get rid of it. I do. That is what I do want to mention, though. In the Bournemouth game, I still think the decision was wrong, but we'll ignore that because Bournemouth won in the end. But Michael Oliver was told to go to the monitor to review a penalty decision, and he stuck to his original decision. He ignored VAR. And I think now he's done that, we will see that a lot more, and that will make a positive difference rather than the referee just going, yes, Mr. VAR, whatever you say, Mr. VAR, you are the god. Now he's actually said, no, I was right the first time. Go away. Yeah, I think we'll see more of them do it. But it's just like, it's not even the decision. Some of the offsides as well. Like, yeah. I'm not saying they're not offside, but to have it that fine, 
it's killing the game. You yeah. need to make those lines thicker. If you're going to make it like a millimeter, what is the point? Absolutely. Because then you can, football, like teams are turning it into, you know, yeah, like, like you said, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not sport then, is it? It's not sport at the end of the day. Because, you know, for a sport to be a sport, every now and then you have to have a little bit of controversy, a little bit of, Oh, referee missed that. You know, you, you know, it's got to have a little bit of a th- you know, bit of a bike to it. Otherwise, it's it's boring and shite. So, yeah. Well, you look at it like in cricket, and if like, if there's a really close decision, I don't know how much you watch cricket, but whatever. LBW, oh, is it out? Let's review it. Oh, that was really close. Umpire's cool. Let's stick with your original decision because they accept technology isn't perfect. So they accept sometimes the human eye is the best way of deciding these things. Yeah. It's still opinion. Like a foul is not a fact. It's purely a. I think that's a foul. I don't think that's a foul. That Romero one on Cucurella's hair was clearly a foul. Mm. Like if you can't see that with VAR, and this is against Tottenham, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it was brought in to make football more accurate because of the poor quality of refereeing in this country. The refereeing quality's got worse. It's put people off going into refereeing because of the abuse they're now receiving. Yeah. Yeah, I would just yeah. get rid of it personally. I would take a dodgy decision every now and again. Yeah, absolutely. I'd get rid of it. I get. I'd literally. I'd. I'd scrap it immediately. Just because. Yeah, like you said. If if you're a referee, your job is to make the decision and stick with your decision. Like that's you know that's your right as the referee. Now, if it's a shit decision, then yeah, you you know you can get some abuse. I mean, that's you know I'm not condoning that, but. You know, if it's a shit decision, it's a shit decision. Okay, you made a mistake. Move on. Mm. Like, that's how it should be. I don't get the rules of it either because it's like they can't check second yellows, which I've never understood. I'm like, what? Like, I know you can't, they can't give yellows, but a second yellows, it's just a bit different, really, isn't it, from a first yellow? Yeah. But, oh, it really wound me up. Even when it, even if it goes in Tottenham's favour, and I'm like, but that's just wrong, isn't it? I'd rather it be right and go against us for the good of the sport. Yeah. I don't know if that's really bad to say. No, no. That might be unpopular. No, that's correct. That's correct, Myers. Anyway, should we we conclude the VAR rant there? Yeah, look at look at rifles agree. Look, you see that? You see that you see that what can happen, guys? Look, you see what VAR can do? Can (laughs) Bring people together. Let's take a look at the Premier League table. You are still sitting pretty at the top with 15 points with five wins and one loss. You no longer have a perfect record. The Invincibles will not repeat themselves. Um, City and us are joint on second and third. Both played 6-1-4, drawn two. They've got a significantly better goal difference. Um, Brighton, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Brentford, Leeds, Fulham, Russia, the top 10. Brentford, Leeds and Fulham and even Brighton. How are they in the top 10, man? Well, Brighton are going to fall right down to the bottom now that they've lost their manager. That is true. So, so yeah, they'll they'll level off. I feel like Man U could maybe come back now and kind of talk, and we can probably talk about them entering that top four again, especially on current form. Um, I don't know how many strings of games now they've got at Old Trafford. Um. But yeah, I, I I honestly think they'll come away with a pretty impressive record at Old Trafford this this year. Um, so yeah, that's, quite that's possibly they've got 
a couple of tough away games. They've got City and Everton away coming up, which won't be easy games, but we'll see. Um, Newcastle, Southampton, Bournemouth are all on seven points. See, this is what I don't get, right? People are saying, yeah, Eddie Howe, he's revolutionised Newcastle. They're doing really well this season, you know, but they're not really. They've had four draws. They've only won once. Yeah, well, I mean... Bournemouth are level with them. Bournemouth with a minus 13 goal difference <laughs> level with them. <laughs> yeah, no, to be... Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I was going to argue. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> Um, then we've got Wolves, Paris, Everton, Villa just above the drop and in the relegation zone we have West Ham God, that feels good to say uh, Forest and Leicester with one point Can Leicester actually go down? Oh, 100% I, I, I'd probably put them in, in that relegation zone now I'd probably, I'd probably say even with a nice run of games you know, they've, they've dropped too many points against some pretty lackluster sides. So I'd, I'd probably say maybe, you know, on the final day of relegation, I feel like they'll probably screw it up and go back down. That'd be, that'd They're be used my... to final day top four battles, aren't they? They're, yeah. Uh, they could have a whole different... Like, <laughs> a whole different, whole different bag of problems this year. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Since we've been recording, Thomas Tuchel has released a, a little statement about his sacking. Oh, um, God. I'll read it out. I'll read it out. He said, This is one of the most difficult statements I have ever had to write, and it is not one that I hoped I would. And it is one which I hoped I would not need to do for many years. I am devastated that my time at Chelsea has come to an end. This is a club where I felt at home, both professionally and personally. Thank you so much to all the staff, the players, and the supporters for making me feel very welcome from the start. The pride and joy I felt at helping the team win the Champions League and the Club World Cup will stay with me forever. I'm honoured to have been a part of this club's history and the memories of the past 19 months will always have a special place in my heart. He did not want to leave that club. He did not. I, I honestly, I feel so bad for him. That is... He didn't deserve to leave that club. No, he didn't deserve. He didn't deserve what happened to him and I, I truly hope that he ends up with another big job. I, do, I, I hope that he ends up somewhere where, you know, the team will actually, you know, he can do what he does best and that's, you know be a very competitive it's, manager so it's gonna have to be a, a foreign job surely because the only jobs he'd be interested in the prem of the big six liverpool are not getting rid of their manager obviously no go chelsea he's not gonna go united he's not gonna go tottenham because well the moment conte's there and he doesn't really like us but i say that conte went from chelsea to spurs as did jose yeah um <laughs> Ironically, you're probably the most likely, but you're not going to get rid of Arteta. No, no, we're not getting rid of Arteta. We, we've, we've. I think we've at this point we've sunken too many. You know, we've we've sunk too much into Arteta to to kind of let him let him go now. I think we've got to let him kind of see through his plan, um, if you want to call it a plan. But um, we've got to let him just kind of see see through that. And if it works, if it works, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I, I, I don't see. I, I I wouldn't say even even if we were, you know, without a manager at the moment, I don't think we'd get too cool. I really don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I could I maybe see him. I could, what's what's Bayern's situation right now? I could maybe see him going to Bayern. Bayern seem to just kind of yeah. rotate their managers every five. I guess or it five depends months. how loyal he is because he's obviously been Dortmund's manager. 
Um, yeah, you know that's a good point. Bayern, oh, I say this, they've only played six games, but they're third behind Freiburg and Union Berlin in the Bundesliga, which isn't very good for Bayern. But then again, they are literally six games in, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and they're, and they're missing. They're missing Lewandowski, aren't they? So they are, but they have got money. Oh, Na- yeah, Nagelsmann won't leave anytime soon. But I honestly can't think PSG. You know, he came from PSG, so I doubt he'll go. He back. won't go back. No, he won't go back. He, I honestly, this is the problem now, though, because like Chelsea was a really perfect fit for him. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know what he does now. I don't know what he does. There's not even there's not even a club outside the big six, like just under the big six, that I'd go. Okay, maybe he can like turn them into a bit of a, you know, a bit of a rogue. You know, at least Champions League contender. But it's yeah, it's no one is there. There's such a big gap. No, I mean maybe if he gives Newcastle a couple of years, but realistically, is he going to wait that long? Probably not. Maybe if Madrid get rid of Angelotti, maybe that seems possible for him, but. I honestly can't see anywhere else in the Prem. A couple no. of years ago, you would have looked at Leicester. Not anymore. No, no. He's... Uh, Everton? No, no way. Ancelotti no way. went Everton. Yeah, but what, you, what you, there's nothing at Everton. There's not even a player you can point to and go, okay, you know, he, he's, you know, he's, he's a next... He could, he could be the next big thing in the Premier League. You can't point to anyone in that Everton team and say that. No, not now Daddy Addy's left. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Well, Bournemouth are looking. Bournemouth are looking for a manager. Yeah, I mean, honestly, well, if you need a part-time job, then yeah, go go and manage Bournemouth. See Thomas Tuchel in the Vitality Stadium. You know, if you need to, if you need to combat uh, the the uh, the energy crisis that we're about to go through, I'd uh, I'd just manage Bournemouth for a couple months and then and then go. Sure, the only certainty Bournemouth have in the Prem is that they're going to do the double over Chelsea and they're going to have a ridiculously good aggregate scoreline. They always batter Chelsea. So it's a good way to get revenge. Well, yeah, I guess so. It's always like 3-0 or 4-0 against Chelsea. It's brilliant. I don't know how they do it. But no, that'll be Sean Dyche, I think, realistically, going Bournemouth. Unless Gary O'Neill gets it full-time. And at the moment, he's doing pretty well on the old in-job interview. A bit like Nick DeFries in the F1 today for the F1 fans amongst us. Yeah, um, absolutely. He's doing a pretty good on the job interview. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I yeah, I'd probably say that he'd 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 be the next uh, next Bournemouth manager for sure. What too cool? No, <laughs> no, the interim, <laughs> the interim. Oh, right. Um, very very quickly, just before we finish, we'll look ahead to who we would be playing in the league next if the matches go ahead. We'll only do the Spurs and Arsenal games just for the sake of time. Um, the games might not go ahead anyway, but. You would have Brent. Oh, Brentford away. That did not go well for you last season. No, it didn't. It didn't. But we're we're a different team now. So, uh, so yeah. Either, if if that game does go ahead, which I'm pretty sure it won't. Um, yeah. No, it, it should be a, a fairly a fairly easy win. I'd, I'd probably say maybe a two-one uh, or a three-one. So, it's two-one fairly easy. For us, yeah, it is. I, I'd say I'd say like a two-one, like a, we go two 0 up and they score ninetieth minute. That sort, that sort, that sort of easy win. I mean, we've got Leicester, so if we don't win that, there is no hope. <laughs> yeah, I have to I'd win sack, that game. I would sack. I would sack Conte on the spot and just and just get two Have to win it. I would. 
I don't even know. I would not turn up for the podcast. You'd have to find someone else. No, I'd I have to do it. I'd that. have to do it solo, honestly. Because we, because I lost to Man United, and that's kind of like that's that's okay. That's okay. That was so but long ago now, though. I feel like you've calmed down. No, as much as as much as I hated it at the time, and I turned the TV off. Um, as you know, I didn't make it through the full ninety minutes, but. As much as I hate United, you know they are a tough, a tough club to play against at Old Trafford. So I can accept that that defeat. Um, but if you lose against Leicester, it w- there will be some serious, some serious uh, things to say from 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 both sides. Jersey, but yeah, we'll see. Um, there's a bit of talk about because the uh, the London games. Obviously, the police in London are very pushed at the moment with arranging a funeral of the Queen and everything, and that's understandable. There's a bit of talk about reversing the fixture, so like we'd play at Leicester. I don't know how your game's going to work. You're both in London, but I think logistically that's going to be a bit of a nightmare. Honestly, I'd I'd just say kind of yeah, I I'd push them back to be honest. I I wouldn't try and arrange football games, especially around this kind of time. Um, no. just because you know a, a large part of of the Premier League is based in London anyway, so you know you can't can't really get around it. So uh, yeah, I'd yeah. I'd I'd just take take the time, take the gap, and uh, and yeah, go from there. Yep, I think that's fair. Right, I think we've covered pretty much everything we wanted to cover and gone off tangent with a big rant about VAR. But we're both in action midweek. Those games are confirmed. Those games are going ahead. And we will see how we do. We we both need to win, really. Like, yeah. If we don't, it's poor. There will be a lot, there'll be a lot more ranting on next week's podcast if we both don't win. Let's just, let's just say it like yes. that. Yes, it's been fairly civil so far. Neither of us have had a result that we've turned up and we've gone, oh my God, we have just been battered. Yet, Not yet. <laughs> being Not the yet. key word there. Yeah. <laughs> so far, so good. I, I think the first episode that happens will be the 1st of October after the North London derby. You reckon? A draw. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. Well, Absolutely. one of us is turning up to that episode fuming. Yeah. Or or not at all, or not at all, depending on how the game's gone. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, that's true. If would you have turned up after last season's, the second one, not the first one? No. Ah, oh, that's a shame. It got even worse from there. So awesome. um, anyway, thank you very much for listening. There's no video for this podcast because the Wi-Fi's weren't having it, so we had to go audio only. But that's yeah. fine. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a five star, all that good stuff. Hopefully by next week we can bring the video back and get some clips on social media and all that sort of thing. But we will see. Maybe there may be one game, there may be two games uh, since the next record, but we'll see. So thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you soon. Goodbye.